Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Big Fall Strength Podcast. So, with 2023 approaching, I've got some new plans. I've got a new direction that I want to take the podcast. Uh, I would like to just give you guys a little bit of a disclaimer. I'm going to college in January, at the beginning of January. Um, I'm going for physical education. And the episodes I'm going to be publishing are going, they're going to be a lot of them that are revolving around my college experience. Not to say that all I'm going to be talking about is what I'm learning in class, but it's more so, it's going to be topics of whether or not I'd agree or disagree with certain points that the general education on said topic I'm going to basically be evaluating whether or not they're valid or if I think they're valid or not it's going to be talking about how hard it is to try and juggle lifting training in college and you know I am in I'm still in the process of coaching so that'll be another topic of conversation um but generally it's just gonna be about whether or not I agree with what the consensus says should be criteria for this degree is right or wrong or if I think it should be a different way that's what we'll be talking about in these episodes today don't mind that background noise my window's open in my room it's a little toasty in here so anyway today we are going to be talking about what I expect to do, the things that I would like to accomplish when I do become a weights teacher. Um, So digging into that. First thing I want to do is I want to take the, like I've, I've seen weight rooms and weight weight classes go a few different ways the more serious weight rooms tend to be much more organized on terms of there is a program for kids to just stare at and they know what they're doing they tend to have decent equipment but that the, you don't learn anything there's nothing there's nothing to be learned about you don't talk like you just yeah you'll talk to your classmates in the class you might share a bit of 
you know, friendly banter with your teacher, but on terms of lecturing and getting a knowledge base of all the different kinds of fitness you can be achieving with free weights, it's non-existent on that side, whereas the other side, it's you get lectured more than you do any lifting, and when you do any lifting, it's like there's no programming whatsoever. It's just take what I've taught you and apply it, you know, four days, you know, four days within the week, and it's just like that doesn't do any service to the kids. So I hope it's different everywhere else. I truly do, but that's what I've been hearing. And the plan for me is to help get kids more involved in their own fitness. That was a big thing. I I tend to make my plans according to all the stuff that I didn't like when I was in weights class a lot of kids would use it as a way to fuck around pardon my language they would sit there and they would goof off in class and they would get a credit for it they wouldn't actually do what the class is meant to do which is you know better yourself better your being and learn how to keep that going throughout life and kids just don't learn that anymore or they don't care so it's more so and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that you know most weights teachers are coaches of a sport Probably directed towards the school. So, like, I know, you know, talking to my fiance about it, her weights teacher was the softball coach, and she was more orientated around softball athletes, but she was also the kind of teacher that didn't really care and let you go off and do whatever you wanted, as opposed to my experience was. Our high school football coach was the weights teacher, and he paid into his football players a lot, me especially, not trying to toot my own horn, but it's why I was able to get as strong as I am. So all those other kids that aren't directly you know, related to athletics that have nothing to do with the athletics in the first place, they kind of take the back seat. So they're kind of like, well, if I don't have to do this, I'm fine, I won't. You know, you kind of ruin the whole experience for them. Me, with the intentions I have, I would like, I would love to be a coach. Do I want to be a football coach? No. 
do I want to be, you know, baseball bat? No. I want to bring a new sport and or club into the collection of athletic the uh, athletic sports that already exist within a school. I would like to create a powerlifting club. Offer these kids who aren't athletes that just want to get strong, offer them a stage to show that off, to show off their hard work, to show the results of hard work, to keep them more engaged with class. Now, I don't fully expect that I don't fully expect kids are going to, you know, all of them are going to want to do this, but it will help provide ambassadors because I might not teach the football players and the basketball players how to program it and how to understand the programming and decipher whether or not something is volume over, you know, max effort over hypertrophy. But I can explain that to my strength club members, my powerlifters. I can explain that to them. So when they come back to class on Monday, they can sit there and take a kid that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily... I won't say get my, because I'm going to notice, you know, I'm not going to directly avoid, but it's going to help me have eyes everywhere, which is what I want. So on top of that, I think it's only fair that we give, because we had a lot of strong, I remember having some decently strong kids in my classes who weren't athletes. And it's just like, imagine if, you know, they were given a outlet in which they can compete and show off their results. I said, it'd be great for them. But like in every other case and the 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 cliche stereotype is you know all the attention went to athletes more more so football players than anybody else but that's how it was and i want to try to i want to kind of cut that out so that's the goal there with me When it comes to, you know, what you can't be picky you can't be picky with where you go or where you want to go. Um You just can't you can't be picky, you can't be crazy about where you want to go. You've got to take 
you've got to take what you can when it when the opportunity presents itself to you sorry tongue twister there but i'm not going to sit there and say if i only have one offer you know and it's not even a weights coach it's a pe teacher then yeah i'm going to i'm going to take that because some everybody's got to start somewhere And somewhere sometimes means that you've got to start in a spot that's that can get you there, but it's not even at the lowest level of where you want to be, which a PE teacher would would be the lowest level if your main goal is to become a weights teacher, but like I know in some situations it it all depends on the circumstance, but some people start off as assistant coaches in athletic programs and that's how they obtain it is they just, they obtain a resume through being a strengthening or not necessarily strength and conditioning coach, but, like, I know in some instances a school might have a weight room that's exclusive to athletes, and when you start out as a coach, you might start out as, you know, the the strength and conditioning coach, where you're only really de- dealing with the athletes to your respective sports, you know, that might be the low totem pole until you gain enough resume to actually be able to apply as a general strength and conditioning coach position at a different school. But it's easier to hop from a less advanced to an advanced class as a teacher if you have the right resume along with the proper education. And in Indiana, the education you need is the physical education degree. The bachelor's in physical education is what you need. So for other people... You know, it's no different than, you know, a job you wouldn't think takes as much effort, but being a manager at Walmart, like these, the biggest problem with society nowadays too, is that people think that because they get paid so much and because they've worked their way up the, the chain that their job ha- holds more importance than other people. And it's just like, yeah, you might be really good with, you know, supervising some kind of line at a steel mill. But do you think you could go and manage Walmart? Do you genuinely think you could go be a manager at Walmart, like a shift manager at Walmart? 
because there are more components at Walmart that you have to deal with. You have your, your stockers, your stock team, you have your cashiers, you have, you know, your customer service people and, you know, all the different departments. And it's like you're in charge of, you might have been in charge of 10 people and now you're in charge of 20 people. Like, that's the big thing. People think that they can just, like, I hear it all the time. It's, oh, yeah, I could go right now and start at Walmart and know what I'm doing. Nobody can do that. Nobody. If you've never worked there before, you will not know what you're doing because you don't know what the system is. You don't know how things are organized. So you can't sit there and pride yourself on being a perfect human being enough to go and, you know, start as an assistant manager at Walmart. But anyway, you you start at the ground level. It's with every job. So you can't count yourself out of that. You can't just expect yourself to only strive to get that, you know, that stand-in immediate, that immediate position that you want. You know, you can't, sometimes people do get it immediately and they fail and that reflects badly on a resume for their next job. Some people get it and they're super successful, but it's really all about how much you plan. You've got to plan for the worst. You've got to plan for the best. Sometimes there's no distinction between the two. You know, some people might think, well, the best case scenario is, you know, at least in my sh- in my situation is that I'll get in and I'll be a waste teacher right off the bat. But in reality, it might be worst case scenario because you didn't plan accordingly. And now you're falling on your face and making yourself look worse when you had a just a regular gym teacher position open to you where you could have built your you know built your way up yeah i'm real i've i've coached people before i haven't coached 20 kids all at the same time within a 55 minute time frame just to go do it in another 55 minute time frame with a completely different set of of 20 for you know it's an eight hour thing you know you take 20 times eight that's 160 kids you're coaching 160 kids and that's if the class is 20 sometimes it might be bigger so that's the that's you might know what you're doing but you might not know how to do it with the amount that you're receiving you might not know how to do it within the time that you get before it all just hits the restart button. So, like I was saying, whatever comes to me, I will, I'm going to take it. Obviously, I'm going to hold out a little bit more for that immediate position. But if all I'm getting offered is, you know, or all that's coming to me is, you know, gym teacher 
then, you know, you got to take it and run with it. So, the intention I have being that I get, you know, I become a weights teacher at whatever point it might be is to really evolve the, evolve what I know and turn it and make it, make it something more. A lot of people have asked me like, because of my background with my own, my personal athletic achievements and what I did in school, you know, why, why wouldn't you want to be a football coach? You know, you, you're getting paid to do two jobs. That's true, but I'm taking a lot of time away from myself to help kids come together and win. And the more they win, the more the school benefits off of that. And the school only sees that you're relevant when you're succeeding. And the school only views the kids as relevant when they are succeeding. And that's what will be the hard part for me is with a weight room, I'm teaching. The The only thing the school cares about is the pass fail rate. And the pass fail rate, as much as people say that it purely depends on the student, it really depends on the teacher. How you're teaching your kids and then what you're expecting at the end of a term when they have to take a final, that's not on them. That's on you. This is what I hate about testing in in school is like teachers are always, they, they... Don't take it personally when a kid fails their class. They say, oh, well, that kid, he just, they're not getting it. They don't pay attention in class. Are you doing anything to make them pay attention? Are you applying all of yourself as an educator to that person to ensure that they understand what is going on in your class? Well, I don't have to. I'm the teacher. They need to be listening. Man, I could listen to something all the live long day and still not understand it. I could I could bring up a subject of my choosing and lecture you on it for half a year or for three months and then test you on everything that you've learned and you might have not retained any of it. Is it because you didn't care? Maybe it was. But you know how it's... Now you know how that kid feels in your class. Because what you're preaching and teaching, they don't care about either. You've got to find a way to make them care. And, of course, I couldn't do that if I was teaching history or math or English or, you know, any other subject. But with weights training, it's not hard. You can't sit there and belittle the students. That's a big thing that happened when I was in school is 
a lot of people would say, oh, well, you should care about this because you're going to look like a dummy and all this other stuff. You're not going to know what you're talking about. And it's like, okay, but at the same time, you're belittle you're you belittling them is not going to make them want to not going to make them eager to want to get good at the subject you've got to point out all the factual things that's going to happen throughout their life potentially to get them to feel like it's important to retain what they're learning in that class for example in a weight in a fitness setting you know, if you're educating kids on fitness, why is it important to teach kids fitness? With my PE classes that I've took, none of them taught me how to go to a gym and work out in a functional manner to upkeep my health as I go on in my adult life. It was, I'll tell you what it did. It taught me how to be competitive within recreational sports. But how many guys do you think go out and play rec league basketball or work league softball or baseball or volleyball or whatever it might be? There's not a lot of people that do that. There's a handful, sure. But most people, they go to work and the only thing they want to do with that company has to do with them going, working, getting paid, going home, and finally doing stuff that they want to do. They're not going to spend any of their extra time with their coworkers playing softball for three hours while everybody else sits there and gets drunk and, you know, makes themselves look like morons. Because that's what it is. So, PE doesn't teach you anything. It doesn't, when it should be teaching you, you know, all the different ways to obtain fitness without using, utilizing weights or utilizing very minuscule amounts of weights. You know, it should be teaching you how to cur put together, put together a good collaboration of things like kettlebell workouts yoga, stretching, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, you know, running, stuff like that, but it doesn't teach you that. You go in there, you pay you play dodgeball for 55 minutes every day. You're not learning anything. <laughs> you're sitting there just being active. And when you get out of school, you're going to realize that you don't get to play dodgeball. For 55 minutes every day. It's just the truth ladies and gentlemen. Like the most important thing you could do. Is implement a serious strength and conditioning program. The benefits. The benefits that I'm going to point out. One. It will benefit your athletic program. Your whole entire athletic department. Will benefit from a strength and conditioning. Class offered to kids second thing you're gonna benefit the kids that aren't in athletics 
because if it's a serious program, you will teach your kid, you will teach the students all the different types of ways of training. Now, are these ways going to be practiced in the gym? No, but that doesn't. We trained five days. We trained five days out of the week. Friday was always our day off, and Fridays we would always, or I apologize, we trained four days out of the week. Only four. And the cool thing was on Fridays we would play basketball or we'd do some kind of agility work, and it's like, Okay, but if you sep if if we did four days out of the week, if we did four days, that last day could be classroom work and lecture, exploring exploring the culture of fitness, exploring the different methods, explaining them how explaining to your kids how a program works, showing them different programs that achieve different things. That's all the stuff that got skipped over. So, you know, I sit here and I think about it. And, you know, I think about what I want to do, what I want to accomplish. And the big things are, is I want to take a program and I would like to make it more balanced on the terms of being educational as well as beneficial physically I want to turn I would like to open up a new club and or a new competitive sport that will allow one more option for kids who don't want to take part in the standard athletics that are offered in most typical, you know, schools, high schools. And I want to accomplish outputting young human beings into this world that care more about their fitness and their health. I know, you know, I'm a big dude. I as of last week I was 270 pounds. I'm 58 at most. And I still strength lift. I still power lift, I still train, I still do all of that. I try to stay as consistent as I possibly can. You know, sometimes life gets in the way. It's understandable. But I still make it into the gym. If I weighed 270 without going to the gym, I would be so much more unhealthy than what I am now at the weight I am. At the weight I'm at. So... You know, I look at other kids that are on that line of obesity and it's like, you know, they, they do factory work and manual labor and they're big, big kids. And it's like, 
you know, it's it's one thing to be big and not do anything, you know, physical activity-wise. It's another thing to be big and still putting some kind of physical effort into your personal time, you know. So, that's the goal. I want to put these kids out into the world, especially if they're not going to college for anything, I want to put them out there with the knowledge and the know-how to better themselves and lead a healthier lifestyle. That's the goal. Whatever else comes out of it, you know, be it I create a strength club that kind of paves the way for a certain school and its area and its rivals to kind of jump ship and change course and go the route I'm going with it you know what I don't I don't care if I make a big a big splash or a small splash I just want to make a difference and that's all that matters I feel like if more teachers wanted to make a difference within the kids there that they are teaching, they would come out of, they would feel more fulfilled at the end of the day. But I just, I really want to there's a world of strength that I didn't discover and I wouldn't have discovered it had I not went out and researched and fell into all those little, you know, rabbit holes on the internet. I would have never found it had I not went out there myself and found it. And the thing is, is like, I thought I knew all there was to know about strength. And when I went out there in my own free time after, you know, I had been out of high school, it was, it changed. It changed the whole dynamic. And it was just like, imagine if we were teaching 16 and like people talk about how kids have, you know, athletes, mainly athletes have all this potential you know, to be great athletes, to be great collegiate athletes. And it's like, imagine how much better they would be if you were doing the most. People don't think about that. They want to work off of God-given talent. And it's just like, God-given talent only gets you so far. So... But that's the goal. Um, And just to kind of last topic before we end it is, you know, the the Midwest in general, like I live in the northeast corner of Indiana. And, you know, you travel a little bit down south and you head you head uh, east and. You know, you have Columbus, Ohio, and a lot of people look at Columbus, Ohio as like 
the one of the many birthplaces of strength within the United States. You know, um, you got West Side Barbell. You had Louis Simmons, rest in peace. You know, but you got all the alumni of West Side Barbell, and they're all from Ohio. You know, you got guys like Dave Tate, uh, Jim Wendler. You know, Jim Wendler is actually... I. I listened to a podcast episode. I listened to a lot of podcast episodes that come out of Elite FTS's Table Talk with Dave Tate. And him and Jim Wendler are really good buddies. He has them on there every once in a while. And Jim Wendler is a strength and conditioning coach at high school. And... You know, he is kind of what inspired me to go this route with my life is because he saw the same exact stuff I was seeing. And I was just like, so somebody's out there and they're executing the plan, they're executing, you know, and it works. So, you know, the whole, the club idea, the powerlifting club or just a powerlifting team, you know, we have Michigan, Illinois, Kentucky, Ohio. Those are pretty big states when it comes to, you know, powerlifting and powerlifting meets. And, you know, a lot of junior a lot of junior competitions get held, you know, in Ohio and Michigan. It's just like, um, how great would it be to be able to take kids from a school as a team to go and compete and show off what they are, you know, what they've worked so hard for. So that's where it all stems from, you know, I, a lot of people ask me, well, what if, you know, you have kids that are making, like, regional events that have to travel down to, like, te- I was like, I don't know. that That's a little beyond me. I'm a little unprepared for that. I said, I'm willing. I'm willing to make that trip if I've got two, one, two, three guys making, you know, a junior nationals appearance. I said, and honestly... How great would that make your school like make your school look like take away the size of your school because that's what everything gets broken down to every year there's multiple state champions in different school divisions you know you got the one a's the two a's the four the three a's four a's and five a's and those are large schools but you in a lifting meet, especially the juniors, it's it's more so involved with independent lifters that are just coming in. Imagine a national where you're competing against a kid that goes to a five A school in Texas, like and you win, you know, like little rinky dink three A school from northeast corner of Indiana has one of the national 
championships in junior powerlifting or champion, you know. So it's just food for thought on that one. Just to give you an idea of how excited and pumped up I am for it. But no. So anyway, that's where I'm going, like I said, with me going through college. Uh, the the goal here is to, you know, post and publish episodes that discuss what I'm learning and whether or not I think it's based on fact or if it's just a majority opinion that's being pushed upon students, you know, just just discussing things like that and things of that nature and discussing how training's going within um within my personal life and how I'm juggling that with school. So anyway I'm excited for twenty twenty three guys. I truly am. Uh hopefully I'll have a little bit more time and and have have a little bit more time to publish and make episodes to push out to you guys. I know that I started, kind of started this around 2021 and 2022 was a bust. So there's going to be more. When I'm going to post next, it'll probably be after the first of the years when I'll post my next, my next recording. But for those of you that came in today and listened, I appreciate you. You guys. I wouldn't have a I wouldn't have a channel if it wasn't for you guys. So anyway, I uh, just want to thank you guys for that. And I want to thank you for sticking around listening. And hopefully you got some. Hopefully you got something out of this episode. Uh, if you didn't, hopefully it's in the least amount you got some kind of entertainment out of it got you through your day or got you through something you didn't really want to do and helped you take your mind off of it so anyway y'all remember to keep getting out there keep going to the gym keep getting stronger and get under that bar all right i'll talk at you later